Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mr. Pink of the Society 13 Podcast Network, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave, the only place I come for the music, macabre, and movies. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. Recognize that giggle? Hello. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. I have, uh, well, who do I have with me? I don't oh, have to. Oh, it's Heather Chatty. She's back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. She's back, all right. Well, we we got a guest calling in in a little bit here, but it, you know, it's been a while. Uh, it has. Yes. Been a couple months, actually. We've got a lot to talk about here and there. Uh, before our guest, i just let you know we have um, Alicia Marie of uh, Screen Park fame calling in in a little bit. She's in a new movie called Meltdown by Jacob Mulliken, and I really enjoyed that. Of course, you love Screen Park, too. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, um, I have a new band. I don't think I've really talked about it too much since the last time we recorded. Um, I joined a band called Glow Worms. Um, I guess we describe ourselves as post-punk fuzz. Nice. <laughs> but uh, we played two shows already. We played Show Outside. Um, a bunch of local punks put on shows under this railroad bridge called, and they called Certain Death, and we, we had a show there, which was pretty awesome. Um, I'm very sorry I missed that. And then our second show, our second show was way better. We played in this, um, this guy's, like, basement house party type thing with this, like, touring band from Seattle called Neighbors, and then one other band, like, two other local bands. It was actually pretty awesome. Um, we're gonna have some more shows coming up soon. Very cool. But, um, yeah, yeah. Hopefully I'll have some recordings and stuff. We just, we can only practice, like, two days a week and we all have real crazy schedules but hopefully I'll get some stuff to play on the show soon 
Yeah, we really, I, I've been chomping at the bit for some of that. Yeah. Uh, who do you sound like most? I know Kim Gordon is an idol of um, yours, but. Well, Jesus Lizard, the nice. Swans are inspirations. Oh, that's the cool. Swan, I'm not really into the Swans, but they, they're really into them. Um, that's the a, Stooges. Swans are, uh, that's, you really, it's an eclectic taste. Like, you really, I. I don't know. How do you explain it? I just, I can't get into this one. I I tried. I know. I appreciate it. I just can't (laughs) get into it, but. I did try. Jesus Jesus Lizard is a big influence. Absolutely. And, uh, Wire, that old punk band, like the 70s. How many songs do you have? Um, I only know four of their songs so far. It's been a slow process, but, um, yeah, four. I only know four of their songs. Well, uh, so now that was under the bridge, under what, which, 31st? 33rd Street. 33rd. Yeah. 33rd, yeah. Was it a good showing? Um, if there were a lot of people there, um, we didn't play very well because we kind of, the sound was obviously different. We had a lot of space and it was just kind of like our first show. And we didn't get to practice really before. That's very modest but, of you um, to say that. It was fun. Yeah. It was super fun. Like I had a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? An album? Another? Are you yeah. Just- I mean, we want to record. It's just trying to find the time. They have, we all have crazy work schedules. Who else is there with you? Who's, who's um, in the band? My friend Greg, who used to be in a band called the Pax Cecilia. Okay. A metal band. Um, and then Jodo, my friend Jodo. Okay. So. Well, I'm interested to hear it, and I've been talking about it a lot, so, yeah. Cool. But, yeah, so, um, God, well, what else have you been up to? Oh, uh, and I mean, then I had kidney stones. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, this is, uh, she was supposed to be with me at the Pittsburgh Comic Con, and, uh, yeah. which ends up being a really good show for me. I sold out on yeah. books. Um, you were missed. Gary missed you. Uh, Burning Bolt, we missed you at the table. Yeah, but yeah, you, uh, you, I saw your picture that morning. I think you were in the hospital bed. Yeah, I had to myself to the ER. I knew I had kidney stones before. It's like the fourth time I've had them, but you get this like excruciating pain in your side and then you get sick. So I, I went to the emergency room, um, to kind of like a different hospital I don't normally go to. And when I got into the emergency room, you know, they're getting my information and I'm like, hold on a second. I just grab the nearest trash can and start throwing up in it. Because you get, like, really, really sick when you have kidney stones. And I've heard terrible things. I got yelled at by this woman. This woman was like, you can't do that. And I'm like, um, <laughs> what do you want me to do? So they gave me this, like, little funnel. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. I'll throw up in the funnel. <laughs> like, I'm filling this up now. Can I have another? Like, I don't know. I just, I, it was pretty miserable. It was like a nightmare. Oh, my God. And it took me a while to get back into, like, recovery. It was, it was tough. Getting yelled at while you're in a hospital bed with kidney stones yeah. and you're trying to throw up. What is she? I mean, really. I don't know. Uh, she was an older woman named Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. Ruth was a problem. Ruth, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. you know, I, we have a show coming up. Uh, we're all going to, actually. Uh, oh, yeah, Fleetwood yeah, Mac. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, what, Tuesday night? Yep, Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know that we have good seats at all. Um, second yeah. tier, maybe somewhere in the back, back. I think I'm probably right across from you guys. Are you like 3 o'clock on the stage? Or? I don't remember. It's 2-something. Either 2-17 or 2 That seven. sounds... It's uh, something... Yeah. I think 2-19. Um, they were on the Today Show. Did you oh, watch them? No. Yeah, I recorded it. We'll, we'll watch it later. Yeah, it's well, um, it's really good. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. They hold up. They were happy to be there. They did a show. It was like 4 in the morning. And then they played again at like, I don't know, like 8.30 or something. I just recorded it. And um, my God, they were all so happy to be together. You yeah. could see like, a, oh, yeah. like Lindsay was a little spaced out at yeah. times. But it, he still, he jammed. I mean, he still jams. He rules. Uh, until, you know, people go and see Lindsay Buckingham, they don't believe me. At all. At all. Crazy. But, yeah. All right. Well, I'll take a quick break here. We're going to play a little bit of music. How about, have you heard The Freaks yet? No. The Freaks? Did you know a metal band called Fu Manchu back in the day? Yeah, 
All right. Well, uh, Ruben Romano from there has sent me his album, The Freaks. We've been playing it every now and then. I think oh, you'll okay. like. Yeah, I think you're gonna like this one. Um, let's see. I'm gonna choose. Uh, I really like. I think it's On a Whim is one of my favorite ones. On a Whim. On a Whim. I mean, yeah, you, you're gonna dig this. I mean, definitely. Um, let's see here. This. Oh, we had Bitchin was one that we played a lot. You would like that one too. But yeah, The Freaks. What a great band. We've been playing a lot of them. Uh, all right, let's let's get into some of the freaks right now, and we'll get right back to you with Alicia Marie from Screen Park, and then Meltdown. <laughs> stuff you'll like yeah. not just one song but yeah i'm here with heather of course my co-host and on the phone we have somebody we've been trying to get on for about two and a half three years um alicia marie are you there hi i'm here hey we're big fans well thank you i'm big fans of your too well i'm sorry to hear that <laughs> but uh we just got finished watching uh screen park again for me probably about the fourth time and you know just enjoying your performance of course, of course. Now, you're in this, are you there? 
Okay, yeah. I'm here. Now, the new thing you got going on here, now you were Allison in, in Scream Park, of course, but now you are Callie in Meltdown uh, with, uh, that's Jake Mulligan, the director? Yes. Okay, and he also plays Hunter, the lead guy. Correct. All and right. he also wrote the movie. Yes, absolutely. I've been talking to him a little bit through email. He's a cool dude. Um, your character is way different this time than your Scream Park character, and I like that it transcends, like, halfway through, you become someone else. Yeah, I, I really love that. Um, of course, as an actor, it gave me a lot of room for character growth because the movie takes place over the course of two years, mm-hmm. um, whereas a lot of the other movies I've acted in take the course of a day or a week. So a lot can change in two years. Absolutely. And you went from slasher to zombie flick. Now, I'm not sure where Heather stands with that, if she prefers watching you get slashed or eaten, but I, I'm not giving any spoilers either by saying that, so I don't know. Where do you stand? You're, you're more the slasher person. Um, right? yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm honestly not really into any kind of zombie film. Like, yeah. I'm not. Like, She's not into monsters, and that's all yeah, I do. I'm just not. I don't know. I just never really... <laughs> Kept my attention, I guess. Well, we met you at the Screen Park premiere way back when at the Hollywood, and that was a great night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. Do you still talk to a lot of those folks? I do, actually. Um, Wendy Wygant, who is the lead actor, she played Jennifer. Of course. She is still mm-hmm. my best friend, so um, we met on the movie, so it's great that we've you know, been able to maintain such a close friendship over the past two years. Um, and I still keep in touch with some of the other crew members. A lot of them I had known before the movie, so um, we had already been friends and worked together, um, as well as Ian Lemon. He played um, one of the killers. So right, of course. Kept yeah. in touch with him. Oh, I've had lunch with him, yeah, a few times. And Wendy's been on here about two or three times, too, way back when. But um, now with. He's a very talented actor and singer. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, Wendy is Wendy's incredible. I, I think she's great. Um, and also, yeah, I saw her in her uh, musical as well. Oh, I guess, I don't know when that was, about a year ago. Oh, I remember when we were interviewing her. And she yeah. That. Yeah, and she was fantastic really? in that. Yeah, yeah. Alicia, did you get to catch her in that? And was it Anything Goes? Yes. Or Lame Is? I didn't. Anything, Lame Is. Yeah, Anything Goes. I saw her in that. Yeah, I did. I got to see that, so I was really happy to see her doing what she loves most singing and dancing and acting. She was a natural, absolutely. I, I want to ask you now. What have you done bef- between Screen Park and now Meltdown? What were you doing in between there? Because I, I didn't really keep track of your career or miss some stuff along the way. I didn't actually do a whole lot. I worked on a web series, and then I did about a handful of commercials. But I kind of took a, a hiatus, I guess, if you will, for about maybe nine or ten months from acting, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get grounded again. Um, had some big transitions going on personally, and just kind of needed to take a time to refocus good well it looks so, like you did because your performance was amazing oh well thank you yeah meltdown was the first um, movie that i had auditioned for since kind of getting back into acting so i was really excited to get the chance to work on it it was i, I had a lot of fun with it I, I i laughed out loud a couple of times um with uh hunter's character um he reminded me of like dante hicks from kevin smith's the clerks um, it was uh-huh. kind of like him meets the governor from uh, <laughs> Walking Dead. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. I, he yeah, I love... Go ahead. It was a comedy, yeah, and I hadn't worked on a comedy for a while either, so that was really refreshing. And the character, Wes, that is played by Seth Gonkovic, is really yeah. funny as well. Oh, my God. Well, you see, I'm a fan of Everyone Must Die, uh, you know, Steve Brzezinski's film. And, mm-hmm. yeah, wasn't he the uh, the rapper dude? Yeah. Uh, um, DJ Pink? Pink. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he cracked me up in that. I even saw a music video. I was trying to get a hold of it to show Heather that he did. Did you ever see his music video that he made? <laughs> I did. I think if you look on Steve's YouTube page, you can find it. Oh, okay. Or maybe on his Facebook. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. That's, that's Seth Gonkovic. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Gonkovic? Or Gon- okay. I was, I was going to ask you about that because he was great. It was nice to see another familiar face in the movie. Um, and the zombies are a little bit different this time around. It's kind of cool because you see them before, like, at the inception of everything happening, and all of a sudden they're, like, these just these slimy, literally melting-down beasts. Yeah, and that's really neat. The movie really takes a whole different transition. It's basically two movies in one. Mm-hmm. You know, the first half of it is um, kind of your typical zombie comedy where um, there's a lot of humor and kind of slapstick comedy involved, and then when it jumps two years later... It's a completely different feel. It's much darker and dramatic. And it's, um, you know, the zombies themselves have transformed and morphed over that two period, um, two year period. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like the characters change themselves as well as the zombies, which I thought was really neat. Um, yeah, now, I actually, and your appearance changed too. Like how hard was that? Like everybody, everybody looks a little bit different. Some of you look really different, like Hunter, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, because there would be many physical changes over two years. Um, you know, my hair is much longer, yeah. so I got to wear extensions, um, because naturally, you know, it would grow. And I always have bangs, so I didn't have bangs, so they would grow. I don't think anyone's really seen me without them. Um, so yeah, was Heather was commenting, thing. actually, on your hair. We we all like your hair in Screen yeah, Park. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That's how I usually wear it. So, so it was different, you know, but... It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think being kind of apart from how you typically look is more exciting, at least as an actor, because then you don't feel like you're playing yourself. You feel like you're more of a character. Exactly. Yeah, and this one, like, the zombies, they become more monsterish, and your character, Callie, like, goes from sweet to, like, complete hard-ass in the end. <laughs> yeah, she's very bitter in the second half. Yeah, of the very movie, bitter. So that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, yeah, it, you're definitely nothing like the other characters I've seen you play, uh, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, because it's just like the sweetheart in the beginning, then all of a sudden, wow, okay, don't, don't mess with her. Like, I, I, and yeah, Hunter just couldn't do anything right by her from what we could see in, in the film. Uh, um, let's see here. Now, do you keep, hey, do you keep in touch with Steve Rosinski at all? I do. I haven't seen Steve for a while, but I do talk to him occasionally. And I know he's always working on something new, so. Kudos to him for just keeping it going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and Seth as well. When I, last time I talked to Steve, I, I, we were talking about Seth a lot, and I, I, he doesn't know that I'm a fan, but but like uh, <laughs> I was really a fan of him as the rapper, of course. And then he had my favorite line in Meltdown um, when the, you guys come out of the house and all the dead zombies there. And he's just kind of hanging out, like uh, Jason Mewes would be hanging out. He's just and what does Hunter say? Like, uh, what did you do? And he says, I'm just a badass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think in like a stack of dead corpses. He's just sitting there, just chilling. That was a really funny scene. I love that scene. Um, they have kind of a, Hunter and Les have like a Jay and Silent Bob way about them that I, I, I don't know, I found, I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun with that. What was your, what's your favorite scene or least favorite scene that you shot? Um, well, my favorite scene just in watching it is the montage of the street chaos. Um, in Somerset, where the movie, the first half of the movie takes place, kind of we go outside and we see that the whole town's been kind of turned upside down yeah. by the zombie outbreak. So watching it, I really enjoyed that montage. Um, 
But the film, probably there's a surgery scene, and it was very um, fast-paced for us. And the cinematographer, Ara, um, he freehanded it. So it was just a lot of fun. We did it in one take, and it's fun to work at that high speed and not really have any stop and go keep going through the whole um, team without any setup. So that was a lot of fun to film. Did you have uh, more fun as Callie than, say, other roles you've ever taken just because you got to change like that? Um, yeah, I did have a lot of fun playing Callie because it did allow that character growth. Um, I would say that it was more fun to play her, for me at least, in the second half um, because she is a lot stronger and tougher, and like you were saying, in the first half of the movie, she's much sweeter, and she's kind of just the girl next door. So that was more, you know, Alicia-like for me, so it's more like playing myself in the first half. Yeah. So the second half, yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. that exciting for me. Very cool. Um, and now, Jacob Mulliken, um, what does he like to work with? Jacob's a lot of fun. Um, he is, I would say, I probably didn't have a very good first impression of him because he is extremely ambitious and he is a very hard worker so he makes everything happen that he envisions or a lot of times maybe people doubted him including me wow. you know I went up to him I think it was after our table read and he gave us all the shooting schedule and I saw just how much we had to do in a very short period of time and I was like wow this is awfully ambitious do you really <laughs> think you're going to get it done and he was like yeah we'll make it happen and sure enough he did so um, he was great to work with you know, a lot of times on independent films, um, things don't get finished or, you know, because of lack of funding or just, you know, locations have to change because things fall through. You know, it's not always concrete with independent film. And he really just had things locked down and set in stone. And, you know, he made everything happen that he wanted to. And he really did it without a lot of um, help. So, you know, you got to give him credit for that. So. Mm-hmm big accomplishment on his part you know it was his first film as well so Real? oh first it was his first film, okay cool yeah he did some shorts before directed shorts but not i don't believe a feature length film wow okay and it seems like yeah he is ambitious because this is a cliffhanger um it, no, i'm not gonna really spoil anything you have a lot of characters left at the end and the, there's obviously more coming uh is this something that's uh, is green lighted or unsure i mean yeah, his hope is to actually make it a trilogy. That, I could see that. Um, okay. I know that he has the sequel in the works, and I know a little bit about that storyline, but I'm not so sure what the third one is going to be. But, um, yeah, so he has big plans for it. So the way you talk about Jacob, uh, it seems like the he, the bright side of Hunter and the dark side are both shown in the movie itself. Yes. And, <laughs> that was a quick you yes. Know, like, yeah, you know. Like my character, his character goes through a lot of changes, um, you know, over the course of two years. During the first half of the movie, he gets to see a lot of people that are very close to him die or turn into zombies, and that really has a lot to do with his change yeah. as a person. And all shot in Somerset, I take it? Um, well, the first half of the movie that takes place in Somerset was shot there, and then the second half of the movie... We shot out in the wilderness, and it's a place called Utica, Pennsylvania. I've heard of it. Um, Have you heard of it? Up past Franklin. So that was really fun to shoot on location up there. We were basically out in the wilderness for a little bit over a week and had no internet or cell phone service. Hmm. So nice. it was really yeah. cool. Just 
Oh, you just, you sparked Heather there. That, she, you made it visceral just then. Cause she's been all around Pennsylvania and you, you mentioned a place she hasn't been to yet. Unless you've been there and you don't remember. That's interesting. And uh, yeah, leaving everything behind. So that's like method acting. And, uh, yeah, Heather's got a big grin on her face right yeah. now. <laughs> I hate cell phones. <laughs> she hates yeah, technology. Yeah, I love, you know, not having access to that. You kind of get to forget everything that's going on in the world. So that's nice. That's and cool. it was beautiful up there. I mean, we were, the people whose property that we filmed on, they had 41 acres, and it was just wow. gorgeous up there. So, Very a lot good. of fun to kind of play around on their property, and there's a creek that we got to go canoeing and choosing on, so oh, cool. it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's totally yeah. a, a Heather outing. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like yeah. a paranormal stage shot. So I love the outdoors. Very cool. Oh, that's that's awesome. Uh, now, that's good to hear. I, I often wonder, because like, then the town scenes, like, how the heck do they clear out the town he shot like early in the morning or something i mean like right in front of the uh the, the courthouse like how did well, you... um we were very fortunate um jake had really good ties with the community of somerset um and they just hooked him up they were everybody in the community from you know the city council and um the mayor himself um just took part in the movie helping us get whatever we needed to as well as local businesses Mm-hmm. And then just the members of the community, whether it was volunteering with different aspects of filmmaking or helping us with getting catering, things like that, everybody just pitched in and they allowed us to close some of the streets for a weekend wow. and just basically have access to the town and do whatever we needed to. So, all right, well, that's very interesting to hear. I always wonder about that, how how they do that, yeah. use a whole town yeah. like that. <laughs> um, you had a successful. All behind us, so. There was a successful premiere as well, right? Yeah, it was. We had kind of like a preview um, screening out in the Somerset. That, I guess, was the first official premiere, and that was back in August. And then they made some changes to the movie, and we had the new screening um, in Pittsburgh at Southside Works. Right, right. Yeah, I wish I could have been there for that. Uh, well, uh, how do you, what, what's the future of the movie? When do we get, to, when do we get to tell folks they can see it? Well, I think Jake's hope is to get it into some film festivals around mm-hmm. the country and then hopefully pick up a distribution deal so um you know check out the meltdown facebook page as well as the website cool. for updates and as soon as something's kind of set in stone i'm sure everybody will be the first to know all right and to keep in touch with you how do we do that how do your fans reach um, you you can check out my website it is my whole name alishamariemarcucci.com Okay, you said it. I don't use your last name because sometimes people are touchy with that. So. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. I'm fine with it. All right. And Twitter? Um, Twitter. I am Tucci Marie Tucci. <laughs> I think I have you. Yeah, I think I got you way back then. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Well, this was fun. Is there anything else you want to get out there? Any other projects you got coming or things in the works that we want to know? Um, no, I actually don't have anything lined up right now. I've been auditioning for different things that haven't locked down a gig yet. So. Um, just, you know, stay tuned to the Meltdown Facebook page, like it up, and, you know, follow what's happening with this movie, so. Very cool. Well, I appreciate your time, and I hope to have you on again, and when you're a big star, don't forget us. Oh, well, don't forget me either. <laughs> you're on your way to big things with your book. Ah, uh, we'll see about it. Oh, you t- uh, yeah, well, I should plug it, huh? Heather, should I? No. Sure. sure. She's like, she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, the fall of tomorrow, folks. It's out there. Um, you can, you can get go to fairlydarkproductions.com and uh, you can get it on Amazon as well. And thanks for that, yeah, for reminding me to plug myself. Yeah, 
give you credit. I appreciate it. It's, well, there's two more coming, so we shall see. Heather's in there too. Heather was nice enough to write the forward for me, which, yeah. and I get a lot of kudos for that because she did, she did me justice. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Alright, Alicia, we, Alicia, I'm sorry, we're gonna let you go. I have a, I have a, a, an Alicia in the family, so I always get caught between saying Alicia and Alicia, so. Anyway, all right. Nice. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right, Alicia Marie. We'll see you on the big screen, and hopefully we'll see you in person sometime, too. Okay. And I'm going to tell you something really I gotta tell you something really funny. I just got a text from Carrie Hill while we're talking. Very strange. Oh, really? Yeah, he keeps texting me. I'm not sure why. All right. <laughs> all right, you take care, and all thank right, you very much. Guys. All Bye. right, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.
that was actually that was dot the i i just played and the song is who are you i want to thank you too mr sean scarano who i met um at the prong show uh he is with uh, well he's the owner and president of burned by god records he gave me a couple of things and we'll be playing more stuff later this other band um condition critical i want to play them probably on the next show Good speed metal, but yeah, that was Dot the Eye. I enjoyed them a lot. Those are nice guys. I've been talking to them. Um, are you familiar with the local band, The Cheats? You have to know The Cheats. Yeah, Todd Porter. Yeah, I actually ran it. When I was at uh, the Prong Show, it was like a crazy, like, uh, minor, li- minor list of celebrities. Uh, uh, Todd was there from The Cheats, and, um, let's see, I was there, with, of course, uh, my brother-in-law, James Myers, not the guy in the band, but the future plumber, uh, James Myers. But uh ran into, well, we got to meet Tommy Victor from Prong. I don't know if you know, he is a legend in thrash metal, late 80s into now. Oh, absolutely. Great guy. We had such a great time, and they were such a great band. And um, I met the guys from Vermithrax. I don't know if you know them. That's another metal band. They gave me some stuff. We played some of this stuff a long time ago. Uh, let's see here. I want to talk about, real quick, our buddy, you remember Brian Coddington? Mm-hmm. All right. He has his movie, uh, House of Oddities, playing October 27th at... Chatham University uh, at the Eddie Theater. It's a double feature with um, this guy that won best uh, feature at the Horror Realm Festival, uh, D. Max Walter's movie 13 Score. Have you heard of 13 Score? Mm-hmm. I missed yeah. that somehow. Uh, I, somehow I gotta get a, I gotta see that. Um, we were talking about the Glowworms already, which I can't wait to see you guys yeah, play. I want I want you, to come to our show so you gotta give me like an advance uh, notice. Know, we see we don't really that house party show. We found out two days before. Mm. Yeah, we just don't work on advance notice. Really. Well, so I want. I got it. I got to be there for the next one. Yeah. That was. Um, I mean, really, that. I can't wait to hear you guys. First of all. Yeah. Uh, it's as soon super as you, loud. What, it's very, very loud. Wait, really? My bass is very fuzzy. So fuzzy. Yeah, so you are more grunge, like you said, Jesus Lizard. Okay. Yeah. yeah grunge style punk. Are you fast paced, or is it more like um, flowing? The mixture. Oh, okay, yep, that's the mix. Well, that's what Jane's Addiction is. That's yeah, your style, yeah, right? Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a Jane's Addiction update. I don't know if you do. No, there's nothing going on with them that I've heard. <laughs> nothing going on. Sadly. Ah, uh, well. They've been playing like the nothing shocking shows, like randomly in like L.A. and Vegas, but I haven't heard anything on like a new album or like a tour or anything. So okay. that's why I'm so sad all the time. Uh, that well, you don't appear sad. As a matter of fact, we, I got a question. What are you wearing? <laughs> I am uh, dressed as Sailor Moon today, kind of, in a way. Sailor Moon. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Don't we, ask me why. We don't. Just, we don't tell. No. I, I just woke up and it just happened. I rarely ever ask you why anything. <laughs> um, you texted me today and you're like, you said something like, uh, you got to ask me what I'm wearing. I'm like, my next next thing I said to you, is, there will be no further questions. <laughs> But yeah, she is. Yeah, to the T, Sailor Moon, to the hair and everything. Yeah. I, I, I am not kidding. Sometimes here. you just gotta, you know, <laughs> do something weird like that. Uh, what if your car broke down? For no down? reason. <laughs> your car, oh. You don't think like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, it, it, let's see. I do have to make mention of another friend of mine that made a short film uh, that I really enjoyed. His name is Michael Kine, and he made this film um, called Web of Deceit. It's a short film, five minutes. And it, it was entered into the contest uh, for entry into the ABCs of Death Part 2. Did you ever see the ABCs of Death Part 1? No, but when you said something about deceit, I just kept thinking, we're, we're deceit. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Man, I, oh, that'd be a great soundtrack. Um, but yeah, Michael Kine. I, I can't really tell you what the movie's about because it's, it's only a five-minute film. But it, it made it to number twenty. It's placed twentieth out of uh, two hundred and fifty entries. So it tells you, you know, it's pretty good. He made this movie. I, I, I don't know. He just sent me the screener, and from what I see here, it can be seen at the Rock and Shock, October seventeenth to the nineteenth in uh, Worcester or Worcester, Massachusetts. How do you say that, Worcester? I, I think. I, I don't know. I, don't know. I have no idea. Massachusetts. But yeah. So, what can I say? Uh, I don't know. What, what else you got? You have anything else going on? Um, the meat puppets are coming to town. Oh. The same night as your Halloween party. Oh, that, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. I've that, seen them before. There's always somebody big that. I mean, Ju- roll, Judas Priest played one of our <laughs> played during uh, one of yeah. our Halloween parties. They're coming here soon too. Um. <laughs> Things I'm excited about. Faith No More is supposed to be working what? on the album. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah, you I was just about talking that? about them last night. No. Yeah. No, because I, I, that one of my favorite shows of all time. I mean, I don't really care about new music from them. I just want to see them live. Yeah. Play all their old stuff. Absolutely. As long as they play from yeah. out of nowhere, from beginning yeah. to the end, that's all I care about. I like their old stuff too, with the old singer Mike, who. Oh yeah, uh, me too. Or Chuck. 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 Sorry, yeah, Chuck, yeah. who was nuts, but. I love yeah. the music that they made back then. Me I have too. I have some of it on vinyl, to tell you the truth. Oh yeah, that's some of my be- my favorite stuff. I guess I never showed you that video, the DVD concert of them. Oh my god. I actually have it on VHS. Oh, do you? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had it's that pretty, too. It's pretty amazing. And Video Croissant, the the other one that has all their videos. I don't have that one. No. <laughs> it's I have a two in one thing. It's it's pretty damn I'm funny. still trying to get that Mad Season DVD you got. It's well, hard to find. Uh, now it might be. I got it uh downtown somewhere. Really? Uh, yeah. Eads or Ides or whatever. Uh <laughs> I always do that. I don't know you how said to say AIDS. that. No, I said it. I AIDS or AIDS. That's all right. That's pretty funny. Did you get that at AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, uh, yeah, there it is again. Um, I bought. No, it was at uh, what's the exchange? Uh, one of the exchanges. <laughs> a safer place to go. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so the meat puppets. Uh, you know, I won't feel bad if you end up going to that. That's some vintage They're stuff. They're pretty to go amazing to. live. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I find someone to go with, I'll go. Usually it's it's hard for me to find someone to go to their shows with because it's like no one no one listens to the Meat Puppets. They they did in the nineties. Yeah, it was one but of the most. But now it's just like oh, I asked my friends are like uh. It's reminiscent of you know that time that time period and you think Kurt Cobain who pretty much yeah. got them out there and you know They're had really them good out. musicians there like I was blown away when I saw them last time. It was amazing. Well, Kurt was their roadie, right? Isn't that how it started? And then he surpassed them. I don't think he, no, no he was that? he. He was more of a ready for the meat or the Melvins. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, oh, he was man. definitely a huge fan of the meat puppets. That's some great stuff. That's like I said, every time we have uh, Halloween in Helm's Deep, we have bands here, and uh, the one time. Uh, the Cheats, we had the Cheats, which is a great band to have anytime. And they had tickets to see Judas Priest the same day as our, our Halloween party. Yeah. They left, okay, and promised that they'd be back to play after midnight. Which With was, Judas Priest. Right? Yeah, right? Imagine that. And they, uh, everybody in the party, people started leaving. They're like, they're not coming back. They're not coming back. I'm like, they're, they're going to come back. They showed up and they did a full set till two in the morning. That's awesome. It was awesome. And one of our friends, Jan, actually ran into them at Judas Priest and said, you better go back to Dave's tonight and play. <laughs> and Todd, Todd was like, oh my God, they're here too. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really funny. And they came back and kicked ass. The cheats. And it was good to see Todd and, uh, he promises to come back. So we shall see. Um, shall Jay Matt, Jay Massis, or I don't know how to say his last name from Dinosaur Jr. He has a new solo CD CD out that I actually kind of like. It took me a while to get into it. It's yeah, real mellow. Up. You've been getting me into them again. Dinosaur yeah, but Jr. he's coming. I think the fifteenth. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. What does what does it sound like? 
Um, I mean, it sounds like Dinosaur Jr., but like a like mellow acoustic version of Dinosaur Jr., if that makes any sense. Well, yeah, um, also, Ed Kowalczyk from Live. I don't know if I said his last name right either. I'm not a big Live fan. No? I, I know you are. Uh, we saw them with James. Um, I know they're good. He's playing Throwing Copper Unplugged um, at, I forget where, Alter Bar or Mr. Small's Whoa. in February. Wow. Yeah. A small place like that's going to sell out. Yeah, I, I'm going. And you're going. <laughs> I, now, you saw it live with Jane's that time. Uh-huh, right? yeah. The Where first they... time I ever, ever saw Jane's Addiction live. Was that was a wild show. Uh, not the way to see Jane's. I think it's better to see them up close and personal. Yeah. But, yeah, that that, that was at the Civic Arena back then. Yeah, right? yep. I was and in high school. I left school early. And my mom got me out of school and drove me to Pittsburgh. People were like... Because my mom's awesome. <laughs> you're going to meet my parents at Fleetwood Mac. Yes, indeed. That's yes, exciting. Indeed. Yes, I can't wait for that, too. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, my God. That's going to be so great. Yeah. When, when we leave the studio, I'm going to have to put that Fleetwood Mac thing on voice. You know, yeah. Uh-oh, wait. We have a caller, and I th- think this might be for you. Um, oh, not sure who this is. Um, oh, boy. Caller. Hold on, caller. We're going to get this? you on speaker. Caller? Who, who are we talking to, caller? Wait. No. Wait. You're not. Hold on. Go, caller, are you there? Oh my god, you're there. You're loud. Who are we talking to? Did you say your name was Velveeta? No, my name is not Velveeta. My name is Ms. D. Oh, Ms. D, our <laughs> lovely assistant. I like Velveeta. I- <laughs> artificial cheese. <laughs> yeah, she's. Artificial cheese. So you're calling from uh, Canada right now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying the opening week of hockey season. You're on tour. That's nice to hear. Yeah, so you I have to go on tour of all the uh, hockey stadiums in Canada. Speaking of worldwide tour right now. <laughs> okay, doing better than us. Uh, you, uh, so you have a question for uh, Heather? Yes, Heather. Yes. What are you wearing? <laughs> I feel it's really interesting. Well, Word gets around fast. It's just something I threw together this morning. I'm not trying to be creepy. It's I, very. It's a very interesting outfit. It's very Sailor Moon inspired. <laughs> Damn, our broadcast get out there. It gets to Canada already. How about that? Well, thank I you, Misty. We appreciate. It. You have anything else you want to throw out there? No. Um, no. Not really. <laughs> I, it's just a lot of French Canadians were uproar about whatever she was wearing. I yeah. needed to get in on the floor. There. That that usually happens with the French. <laughs> yeah. Why? All right. Well, thanks for calling. I think. <laughs> All right. All right, Velveeta. Take care. <laughs> oh. Wouldn't be the same without an old Velveeta. That's funny. All right, Miss D. Thank you so much for that. And I guess in closing, uh, yeah, how about you? Well, let's go out with the corn bugs. How do you feel about that? Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. A little Bill Mosley. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you about that story some other time. But he was on here. We had a great time. Can I talk about my Halloween costume this year? Um, sure. Of course. Um, speaking of corn, I'm trying to create oh. a corn on the cob costume. Much like I created my planner's peanut one, it's all going to be like chicken wire and paper mache. <laughs> and I'm thinking so corn, the band. for your masquerade party, I'm going to probably be corn with like a little masquerade mask. Nice. So, I wanted to surprise you, but I can't hold back. <laughs> building of this costume starts um, this Wednesday, actually. Fantastic. All right. Yep. No, I want a you know, blow-by-blow play. I'll send some me. updates. Okay. It's going to be is good. This, uh, stock-free corn? One, one thing I do excel at in life is building Halloween costumes. Oh, oh you excel at that. Absolutely. So. Yes. Yes. You have my vote. All right. Well, Heather, it's been real. Hopefully, we can really do it again sometime. And uh, thanks for listening, folks.
message bleary. Turn off, tune out, drop dead, drop in. My skin all wrinkled like an elephant in the shower, and hour by hour I'm getting older. Hippie days are done, put your clothes back on, and mourn me in California. Long-haired man with smoking gun, standing over Donovan. Wear your love like heaven down at the 7-Eleven drinking beer. No more love pig dandelions, no more iron butterfly. No more getting high on sin, no more ho-ho-ho-chi men. by this old geezer. <laughs> I fall them out, I pop a pill, and man, they taste good on the grill. Hippie days are done. Rare, well done, or medium. You want some? Real good. <laughs> you like it? Some Nutella, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. 
Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Upper. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid.